0: You've found the podcast where driving matters. Whether you haul, commute, or cruise, we want you to love what you drive. We're here to help you find usability and
1: fun. From first-time buyers to jaded experts, we believe everyone is one great car away from being car obsessed.
0: I'm Paul. I'm Todd. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Hey guys, we're back. Happy Tuesday. And I feel like, it feels like weeks and weeks and weeks since we did a podcast, Because there's been tons of stuff that has happened in the interim. We had the East Coast piece, which we did talk about last podcast. That has happened. So thank you to all of the watch it. Please keep watching that. But there's been the F1 piece dropped on TV. I'm so excited about that piece. It was so so amazing. So much fun. so good. And and then there's been lots uh, of car news in the interim. It's crazy.
1: We we have three to mention in particular, starting with the 2023 Toyota Crown, mm-hmm. which is the 16th generation of this car. Yes. Now being sold in the United States again after 50 years, the last Crown was sold here in 1972. Wow. But this was the car that was shown at the uh, Toyota HQ yeah, confidential yeah, when event. Yeah. you were there. Huh. Yeah. They had all the journalists yeah, yeah. in the room, and mm-hmm. so then I you know we didn't really know much about it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and turns out it's the crown and then it turns out they're bringing it to the US which is fine it has reimagined styling
0: bold styling and premium comfort and i love how reimagined styling covered magnitude of ills right height reimagined can be terrible reimagined can be brilliant it's just it's been reimagined paul
1: it's a cross between an <laughs> suv
0: and a car it looks like the honda cross tour done by toyota it does. It looks better than a cross Tour ever did. Fine, but, but I'm just it's saying it's between, that kind of thinking. It's a large, tall car. Yes, it is. Can't we let cars be cars? <laughs> let cars be cars. This is my new campaign. I'm going to run for something. I don't know what <laughs> it's going to be. Let
1: cars be cars. Let cars
0: be cars. <laughs> it's going to be my. That's going to be my, my campaign slogan <laughs> right there. Well, the Crown comes in three grades:
1: has XLE, Limited, and Platinum, and it has a hybrid powertrain standard with the first ever hybrid Max system or the Toyota hybrid system. The hybrid Max. Is a 2.4 liter turbo hybrid engine with rear E axle. Everything's E. Put an IRE E in front of uh-huh. anything and yeah, you're, you yeah, know, exactly. join the internet i I'm cool now, now iTod. You're <laughs> like one of the cool kids e- now. E Paul and Todd. That's exactly. what we're going to do going forward. 340 horsepower. So the Hybrid Max produces torque at low RPM for sporty, exhilarating driving and has a manufacturer estimated 28 miles per gallon combined. Okay. 28. Mm hmm. Aren't we living in the future?
0: Yeah, 28 doesn't seem like 28. enough, 28. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for something that has a hybrid badge on it, 28 doesn't seem like enough.
1: Now, to be fair, the XLE and Limited Grades have THS, which is a highly efficient hybrid system with a high-output bipolar nickel metal hydride Ooh. battery mm-hmm. that gets 38. Better. Better. That's now legit. But 38. Well, this is from the company that pioneered
0: the hybrid, too.
1: Yes, but many of their other products, including cars and SUVs, Get better than that's thirty-eight.
0: This is, that's exactly what I'm saying. This is the company better. who, with the if you think about the Rav Four Hybrid or anything in the Prius lineup, you're in the forties. Thirty-eight for a a large mm-hmm. bulbous sedan. Well, it's it's okay,
1: and I think people will like it, but it's going to replace the Avalon, mm-hmm. and this is why it will
0: sell. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm still mixed about this car. It's I agree. shown in the, the 28 is the questionable shades. thing. That's the thing the 28 that I don't, just doesn't that, make sense. That to me. Doesn't don't even like offer
0: nearly it. enough, but there's okay. no point. Right. Okay, I almost,
1: if it's the Avalon replacement, it's already at a semi premium price level. It's sure. not quite like yeah. Volkswagen
0: Phaeton kind yeah, of yeah. thinking, I, but I it's I still Passat
1: or better thinking. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's, it's the upper leave line, the the 20, line, line. Leave the 20, leave that behind.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just do 38 and you pay more and it just costs more. And it is what it is. If you don't like that,
0: a Prius. Well, that was kind of the Avalon thinking is that the Avalon kind of came like Avalon spec. I mean, you could get a few things, but it was just kind of Avalon spec. Right. It wasn't like here's the 16 trims of the Avalon. <laughs> you know, I mean, there were some, but it wasn't like complete madness whereas according the Camry to Porsche, you'd be a Camry is utter If You, only you would, if it's only 16. 16, you're not trying nearly hard enough. Let's take you to the 911 showroom. <laughs> there have been others that have happened, but before we get into other cars, can I, can I step to the side real quick for other car news, <clears throat> not car related? Okay. Not not carb model related, okay. but brand related. All right. The BMW news. Oh, you, you want have, to touch I on have, this. Again? I want to at least touch on it, because okay. we haven't really touched on okay. it. There's been a lot of chatter to the point that I think the chatter has gone beyond the reality. Because the chatter is that BMW is going to offer heated seats as a subscription only option in South Korea. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of things already in that headline. First off, they said South Korea. They didn't say U.S. All of the freakout has been here in the U.S. when they said they aren't doing it. <laughs> I want to point that out right, real true. quick. And we're all losing our minds. And I think that is justified because BMW has also done this with Apple CarPlay. And there was a resounding thud in response. Because think about the fact that in the last 10, 15 years, everybody that sold software has gone to the subscription model. Because it makes cash. I mean, it makes <laughs> it so much cash. It just Prince it money. just that yeah. subscription is the way you make money. Everybody's trying to go to subscription. So there's that part of the equation. The other part of the equation is the fact that Tesla has done this since day one. And the story behind the story is this. We, a car maker, Tesla, BMW, whoever, would like to make our cars one way. Just one way. These are all the things we put in our car. You, car buyer can turn on the stuff you didn't know you had if you pay us more. It makes sense from the company's perspective. From a build perspective, it, it is sense. exactly how you should make cars. They all have the stuff. But I'm going to suggest something crazy. If you want to build all your cars with all the stuff in them, just charge for all the stuff in the car price. <laughs> they do. BMW is also the king of the
1: trim packages that have things in one trim package that's yes. also
0: available in another, but with different options of. If if they the, continue down this line, they're gonna have you are gonna have to subscribe to three different packages to get the car you want. If they if they BMW or Tesla or anybody would like to make their cars with one set of tech in it, mm-hmm. I totally understand the volume, the scale, the, why that makes sense, the efficiency of. I completely understand that. So just make your cars that way and sell them at that price that way. You should be able to mm, buy yeah. an item and it has the stuff.
1: We could apply the streaming TV model to this and bundle all of our streaming services into one and just call it cable or we could something just call, like yeah, that.
0: We could call it non-cable. <laughs> it's <a> crazy <laughs> Cut idea. Cable. Yes.
1: But you realize this is why the old joke BMW drivers do not signal. My subscription ran out. You're right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm hey sorry. Buddy, why didn't you signal As of late? last month? I'm sorry, my subscription to the turn signal ran out. I, You're right. Sorry, I didn't pay my bill. That that is very good, but, but but I just do want to say first off, I think this is a terrible idea. But if you are a car maker wanting to make them all one way, I actually applaud that. I think we are buried in options, and, and it also <laughs> my trunk won't open. It's oh, because I didn't subscribe. It. Oh, I can't use I... the trunk. My car has a trunk.
1: I just can't use it because I don't subscribe. You're
0: sitting there. I didn't subscribe to my trunk. Yes, you're sitting there at the curb trying to renew your subscription on your phone so your <laughs> trunk will open because your subscription expired.
1: Man. Yeah. The Amazon delivery person came by and tried to put packages in my trunk, but I didn't subscribe. I subscribed <laughs> to Amazon, but not to my trunk. So I, they, couldn't, they went we, on with my packages
0: I couldn't put in my trunk. We don't need more subscriptions. Dang it. The other thing going on here is look, let, let's be honest. Everybody sells a car and says you can get it for thirty nine ninety nine. You can't. The way you want it is forty five thousand dollars.
1: Is this the way to actually have a twenty five thousand
0: dollar electric car? This is the way to actually have a car that that you know what the version you want is going to cost. We make them one way. Huh. There's no extra trims. It now yes, it costs ten grand more than it used to say it did. But you get all the stuff. This is the only way it comes. Porsche isn't going to like that. No, they're not. Many people aren't going to like that. But this is BMW trying to do both. We offer, all, we offer the $39,000 mm-hmm. version and the $70,000 version. And the difference is what did you pay? What's in, turned off? Yeah, in, in, in subscription fees <laughs> yeah. after the fact. That is ridiculous. Let's just build the cars one way. That's fine. Huh. Just sell them for the price they need to cost. But that means could you log in and subscribe just to
1: features that you want to use for a month? Just like people who want to watch a certain show on Netflix. They just yes. since, they turn on their subscription for a month, pay the monthly fee, and then turn it off again. You got your watches. You,
0: you Something like good. heated seats. You would end up with people in Texas who don't care. You would end up in sure. people in Canada who turn it on for the winter months and turn it off.
1: Here we go. What else could you just subscribe to seasonally? And yep. it just charges you accordingly. The the month changes, and it turns
0: off your heated seats, turns on the cool seats. See, that's the thing. What happened is you, you, you based lose on one, and calendar. now you have the other. Yeah, that'd be craziness, wouldn't it?
1: Wow. Onward with the cars, the notable cars. The next one is the Hyundai Ioniq 6 electrified streamliner. This is uh-huh. Hyundai Motor's next all-electric vehicle, engineered to be a special place to be in.
0: Mm.
1: Let's hope so. I hope every car is engineered to be a special place to be. Otherwise, mm-hmm. why would mm-hmm. you buy that car? But it's got a 77.4 kilowatt hour battery mated to an aerodynamically sculpted silhouette. Mm-hmm. It's uh beauty like in the eye of the beholder on this one. I don't feel like the headlights are a good signature look because they're too boring. They are bland. Mm. They're uninteresting. They don't give a signature look to the car. And whether or not they're using the latest lighting technology, it doesn't appear that way. Mm-hmm. The headlights do not need to be a conventional shape on this electrified streamliner. Interesting. That Hyundai says... Can go three hundred and seventy nine miles on a charge, six hundred and ten kilometers.
0: It, it that's feels,
1: impressive. Yes, which is tech from the future. <laughs> the headlights and the face of the car need to match. Have you noticed that every photo you pull up is just the rear end?
0: Well, or everyone yeah, you mm, see, there's, there's a few front. There's a few front three quarters. They're they're not doing a straight front though. But there's a few front three quarters. It doesn't look good.
1: It's bland. Yeah. It's uninteresting. Mm. It doesn't say this is our new thing. It's on their electric global modular platform and with ultra fast charging on their four hundred volt to eight hundred volt uh system from ten to eighty percent in eighteen minutes. All of
0: the, the the headlines on this are very impressive. I And the headlights are not. <laughs> the headlines are great. The headlines <laughs> are not, and it looks like the EQS. It looks like kind yes. of a better execution of the EQS to me. Although I like the EQS. I know a you lot. do. You and I disagree there, but yes, I, I think but it's I, I think quite good. I mm I understand we're all designing for the best possible coefficient of drag. Pretty much. I want to put an underline under the word drag on that. It's just they're all (laughs) going to become the same shape. It's just a drag. It is a drag.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
0: We're just, I'm now bored because all the cars look the same. The
1: face is where you can differentiate things, and the headlights are not a signature shape for Hyundai, for their style guide. For anything that says this is something amazing, look at me, it could I'll give you the first Alpha 4C. Remember the headlights on the first yeah, iteration yeah. of that car? Nutty. They're crazy, but boy did it stand out. It's like true. it or not, okay fair, fair, fair. But it was it gave a very interesting look to that car. Mm-hmm. It looked like lighting technology sort of sprinkled, like you would dip. Your toothbrush and paint, like you did as a second sure. grader, and then flick it at the artwork, <laughs> at the canvas. You, know? you did that as
0: a twenty year old, didn't you? I did. Yeah, actually. Uh-huh. yeah. Well, it was it's just actually a, a great
1: thing. way yeah. to indicate, you know, spray off a tire when you're uh-huh. rendering stuff. There you go. Hey, there you little, go. Little dirt on the fender. I'm sure just, there's a
0: filter now, though. T- uh, well, there you, is. You, you, you click, you click the dirt spray filter. It goes. But dark. for
1: artists, yeah, toothbrush in the paint, yeah. you spray it on. That's what those headlights looked like, or some kind of cool, interesting technology. There might be. But it doesn't appear that way, mm, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it needs to say amazingness it and be, lead with a mm, beautiful front end.
0: It could be one of a dozen cars from the front. You're right.
1: But Hyundai has vindicated themselves with the new N Vision seventy four. This is just a concept. But if you thought retro was dead, you are wrong mm. because it's an homage to the nineteen seventy four Hyundai Pony Coupe designed by Giorgetto Giugiaro. Uh huh. And if this is what future, well, it's it's a uh, fuel cell. Yeah. It's not fully battery electric, but it's got a smaller battery pack and a hydrogen fuel cell. But if this is what the future of EVs looks like, we're dipping back into the retro style mm-hmm. guide to give this, bring it on because this is, cl- it has yeah. muscular fenders, classic design, beautiful surfaces. It doesn't look contrived and it doesn't look like it has to say electric. If this, if this car had a gas engine in it, yes, sweet.
0: Yeah. could it had a turbo 6 or a V8. Any of the above. Yes. Yeah. I agree yeah. With that. But it doesn't. Mm-hmm.
1: And it still looks interesting and fun to drive.
0: That this is, is right. It's, it looks great. But this is in that category for me where I, I, the internet has lost its mind on this car, by the way. I lost my mind. The car internet has lost its mind on how cool this is. And I have just kind of shrugged my shoulders. Not because it's not cool. It looks great. Because it's not real. Fair Make it fair and I'll get excited. This is just this is just somebody wanting to get a lot of notice on social media for a few days and they succeeded. It worked. Looks great. It's nothing about this is real. It's not, but I'll tell you why car manufacturers
1: do that. It's to get us all excited and hot and bothered by what could be. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that does trickle down. Sometimes either a styling comes down or some technology that is proposed like this one, 580 horsepower with the smaller 62 kilowatt hour battery pack. But it's got extra electricity for electric motors because the fuel cell and it's sort of a, what if, what could we do? Mm-hmm. And the cars that do make it through actually change the landscape. True. And so I'm all for concept cars, even though, yes, it's a tease. Mm-hmm. I don't just, Ford di- did it right with a the GT. They yeah. kept it in secret and suddenly yep. they dropped the bomb Ba-boom. and it wasn't sort of kind of like it was the car. This is coming.
0: Yes. It's mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's yeah, not yeah. Mm-hmm. this. It might change for production. Like there it is. Yeah, yeah. We're done. I think that was one of the best examples of doing it right. The totally. way to do it wrong is the Acura NSX. Well, I we kind of screwed around for 10 it's coming, years. It's still coming. And then coming. one it's burned still, down by the side of still the coming. ring. And, well, we had to redo that and then wait a couple of years. And everybody went, oh, yeah, you guys are doing that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Still coming. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but this, I think it's very exciting but what a total difference in their design language.
0: Agreed. Well, that's the other th- reason I think it's it's not real, is because it doesn't look like anything else they're doing. They've tapped into this 1974 look that is very cool. Yeah. But it just feels like designers playing around to make a splash, and it has no connection to reality whatsoever. I like that it could. Because uh, now be I'm great. we're in the design it'd world, and yeah, I, I, know. I love these that.
1: exercises to say... Things that looked good and things that were successful and done by mm-hmm. professional, talented designers, yeah, 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 they are ageless. Whether you call it retro or not, true, it's an ageless look, and here it's been updated. Mm-hmm. And if this is what gives style, so we don't have bubbles in the future, just well, the streamliner mm-hmm. and it's just a faceless, nameless, whatever I don't care kind of electric yeah. car bubble, that looks like genuine style
0: it looks great but that makes it compelling to I, I, me I, this is a weird way to put it but i feel like this is where i realize subaru has ruined me
1: well yeah 20
0: years of really cool wrx looking concepts and then the real car comes out and you go wham, carrot and so fishing pole. i just i i until you make it for real and you can buy it for real i go oh that's a cool sketch fair enough but car but companies I'm, I'm judge
1: the reaction to their cars and yeah. their concepts by how wild people go. And totally. not, we're going wild about this one. We the are headlights for sure. are Interesting. They're a classic shape, mm-hmm. but it's interesting led lighting technology. It's great. Yes yeah, to it's, that. It's very cool looking. There's no question. It is car wash season. Always wash your car in a cool shady spot and always use the brilliant finish foaming sprayer or the boss foam cannon from Griot's garage. You can create a high-foam blizzard party right in your driveway with little to no work and avoid the wash-induced scratches. It's the safest way to wash your car.
0: Try the Griot's Garage Foaming System Complete Kit today and see what the foam is all about. And don't forget, Griot's also has full ceramic family of products, including Speed Shine, Wash & Coat, and a 3-in-1 wax. Griot's Garage products are 100% guaranteed, and all the liquid products are made in
1: the USA. When you're ordering at griotsgarage.com, use the code EDRIVER for 15% off liquids and 10% off everything else on your order just for our audience. That's G-R-I-O-T-S. Enjoy the finest quality car care products you can buy at griotsgarage.com.
0: We have a quick topic Tuesday. We have a car debate. We have questions. There's a lot to still cover, and we're already like a quarter into the podcast. This topic Tuesday is, uh, is coming to us from Brad, who's saying, what is bespoke <laughs> Does it matter? Should we like Bespoke? Or in his case, here's why I hate it. <laughs> Brad
1: writes to us, he and I got into a conversation at Radwood, Philly. He's from the northernmost regions of New York, and we were talking about the word and usage of Bespoke as it relates to the car world. Mm-hmm. Brad feels like it's very overused because yes. in every magazine or re- he reads or YouTube video, he says, everyone looks for a place to use the word bespoke, and we all get excited about whatever part of the car they're referencing as
0: bespoke. It is overused. I will give you that for sure.
1: So Brad's question is, does that make it better? Does mm. bespoke actually mean better, or is there a time frame where there is a benefit? Brad challenges the excitement about truly unique parts because while they're cool, it means they're Too expensive to fix or impossible to find down the road when the car is older.
0: (laughs) Because Brad buys old, weird, used cars. I can see it coming. (laughs) He is the owner
1: of a Plymouth Prowler and a Chrysler Crossfire.
0: Ding, ding, ding.
1: He says both of these cars have bespoke parts intermingled between numerous parts bin components. And he says those parts, while they make their respective car unique, are impossible to find, at least at a reasonable price, now that the cars are older, need maintenance and repairs. He says, for instance, the Prowler has a bespoke frame and suspension. Mm. Good luck finding those worn out suspension components or replacement glass. Brad, I will interject and say... No prowler I've ever seen has enough miles on it to replace the suspension or any of the frame components. Fair point. They all have 2,000 miles on them. They sit and the owners think, I'm going to make a bunch of money off this someday. You're right. Maybe, but
0: I have never seen a 100,000 mile prowler. Never heard of it. You you never see the video like, here's my million mile prowler. Doesn't exist. (laughs) They sit. Am I wrong? My million mile, my thousand mile (laughs) prowler is almost worth press time. (laughs) That's almost a big deal. I put 10,000 miles on a prowler in 30 years. Wow. (laughs) He does say for the parts
1: bin engine and transmission parts, those are plentiful and affordable because they were used in a plethora of Chrysler vehicles. Would you say we have a plethora?
0: We have a plethora. Yes. Yes.
1: The Crossfire has Mercedes running gear. Yes. Which you can get parts for, but if you need a headlight housing, which was only used on the Crossfire. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Brad admits he is skewed since Mm -hmm. the two cars he used an example are quirky, not popular, low production, sporty cars, But in the grand scheme of things, sporty cars tend to have the lower production numbers in a manufactured lineup. Yes, they do. Mm -hmm. And he asks, does anybody care about bespoke parts in their minivan? I don't think people know that they're driving if they have a minivan. <laughs>
0: what if you're in the Carnival? <laughs> I guess if anyway, you're in no, the Carnival. But I take your... I mean, you take your point, yes. I mean, no, nobody nobody's thinking about, oh, well, this was made for this minivan. Except <laughs> the doors are, by the way. Anyway, moving on. Doors are handy. But Brad says they do seem to care about those parts
1: in sports cars. And to Brad, that means lower production and more expensive, at least by the time these cool cars depreciate enough to find their way into his garage. Brad, the comprehensive list of parts sharing from the beginning of time does that exist listeners I'm asking you does this list exist short of the common examples like the Nissan 300 ZX and Lamborghini Diablo headlights sure yeah the Jaguar XJ 220 using the Mark II Rover 200 taillights from 1989 to 1995.
0: <laughs> that was a special car
1: with unspecial <laughs> lights. Rover taillights yes. and the Citroen CX door mirrors. Uh-huh. Speaking of door mirrors, those were used on the Viper and Mitsubishi 3000 GT. Mm. And I've talked about the Aston Martin DB7 that uses the Mazda 323 taillights upside down. Nobody will ever notice. Yeah. We got them.
0: <laughs> what if we spun them?
1: <laughs> what if we flip these lights? I
0: got, I got I got. to go to lunch. What if we spun the lights? <laughs> And the Tesla Model S with the Mercedes switchgear. You Uh get in, you think,
1: Mercedes was here. Mm -hmm. Does that list exist? I'm asking everybody, where there's a comprehensive list of Mm -hmm. what parts Mm -hmm. were used on what car in what years and who used what. I mean, it's fun to play the game when you drive by an RV and you look at the headlights and the taillights and you think... Those are like 1989 GMC Jimmy taillights, quad stacked <laughs> on the corner, of the, yeah? and the headlights are like from a 95 Taurus. That's nasty, and the styling's horrible, but you got your RV.
0: Welcome to how you road trip with Paul, by the way. <laughs> oh, the, these callouts are made. Forget looking <laughs> at license plates and going, oh, look, there's Maine. Paul, you'll drive that an RV, and Paul will come over to the radio and go, what are those taillights from? I'm going, I don't know. <laughs> but nine out of ten times, Paul knows, and he's right. Well, I, I It's a good game. Brad, I notice these things. That's why yeah, we got know. into this
1: conversation but I will give you an example where bespoke is a great thing. Okay. That is tires. Now that's interesting. When we were, went for a ride with Ron mm-hmm. on the ring yeah. in his, one of his Renault Megane yes. RS trophy R's. He's got two of them
0: because Insane awesome. He likes them so much he bought another one. He's thought about buying a third. He likes them so much. He, he, he just figures they're going to make a rare number of them. I should have them all. I agree.
1: Yeah. They're phenomenal. This was the car that Renault bought to take the front-wheel drive trophy back from Honda for the record-setting ring. This is a 7-minute-and-40 seven car. 7.40 around the ring. <laughs> a, no, Think hatchback. of this. In a front-wheel drive Renault hatchback.
0: By the way, Jaguar XJ220... <laughs> Renault Hatchback, similar rig types. I I just had to go there. That's really what we're talking about. That's how nuts we're talking. So the tires for that car are made
1: exclusively for the Trophy R by Bridgestone. Not for all Renault Megane RSs, just for the Trophy Mm -hmm. R.
0: And he's having trouble getting them.
1: Yes, to the point where his team offered Michelins, and he said, nope, I want the tires for Mm -hmm. the car that were designed and made and tested for that car because... A particular car like that, Brad, has a different towing, different suspension settings. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. engineered, the engineering team said, "Well, we want to do it differently." And the dri- test driver came back and said, "We need to make these adjustments." Well, we need a tire that's designed to take advantage of those adjustments. Sure, sure, it's sure, not yeah. an off-the-shelf tire. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing for the the Bugatti Veyron and the Chiron. Mm-hmm. And you need tires that won't wear out in 15 minutes because your gas tank will run dry in 12. <laughs> so the tires need to last yeah. at 250 miles an hour, or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, You see what I mean? So tires are key for bespoke. But not every car uses those. Not every car yeah, needs yeah, yeah. those. But ultimately where this leads is the partnerships, the GR86 and Super BRZ, the GR Supra and BMW. Mm. I think this is a good thing because there's going to be even fewer bespoke parts and fewer EVs. Mm. But if this kind of thinking using all these different parts to produce a bespoke car, like a fun to drive EV sports car, how much are we all really going to care if that sports car was cobbled together from a bunch of random parts? It's got Diablo headlights and Mm. a motor from that car and a suspension. Well, maybe the suspension is tuned for that sports car and half a battery pack from that big SUV. And (laughs) yes, because that's the way car manufacturers are going to give us the sports cars for the future, because I think it's going to be an equal mix between EV sports cars and still the internal combustion engine remaining. I don't think it's going anywhere, Mm -hmm. but there Mm -hmm. will be some that come along and there will be manufacturers that try, but they're going to need a business case to do it. Yeah. And doing bespoke parts for that sports car, EV isn't
0: going to cut it. I don't think they'll make money. Well, this has always been the problem with bespoke stuff. And I'm going to speak to two that don't seem bespoke, but one of them I experienced. And that is the Saab 92X. Okay. which is Okay. It's just okay. an 05 Subaru WRX hatchback wagon. There's nothing special about it except Saab did redesign the body. They put their badges on and it. And when I owned that, exactly, it's in a Saab suit. When I owned that car, in spite of the fact that everything underneath the body panels happened to say Subaru, my insurer... Expressed their surprise to me at how expensive that car was to insure, and so they started to dig in because they were like, "Look, you, you don't have a weird driving record. That about car this. seems pretty normal." Why? And they said so they dug in and they found out it was more expensive to insure than many other cars around it because the body panels were hard to find. Mm. It's a WRX. Now it was the better looking WRX, and I enjoyed yeah. driving that car. The other one is something like an Acura NSX, which we all think of like a Honda Accord because under the the skin it is a Honda Accord, but it's the skin that's the problem. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. not like Acura Honda still cranking out original NSX parts. You know, the, oh, you know what we're doing? We're doing we're doing a round of body panels for the NSX this week. No, you're not tooling up to do a huge okay. round. So the the thing the thing is bespoke is it's a blessing and a curse. Mm -hmm. because yes, everybody wants to talk about it in every review on the planet. We've used it too. It's a great term. I love it as a term. It's a great, very British term. I really like it. It's very fun. What it shows is a manufacturer that cares about that model. I want to make this model like this period done. It needs that part. We're going to make that part. I like it because it suggests that kind of thinking. You don't make a Lotus Elise chassis for anything else. It's just the Lotus Elise. That's all it is. Now they made Except
1: the, for the Tesla Roadster Well, thing.
0: The, the, they made the VX220 and, and they made those other things like and that. The Opal version. But they're all essentially the same car because you yeah. can't- We're not making an SUV version of the Elise. You can't advertise it out. It, this is yeah. all it is. Yeah. The great thing about Bespoke is when it creates something special. And uh, look, for better and for worse, that is your Prowler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That car is a is a one off of a car, and you're experiencing the other side of the equations when you buy a non mass market video. The Lotus Elise is one. You chase weird things. I've had my car in the shop for three weeks chasing a incredibly simple coolant leak because the joint is impossible to find. Hmm.
1: You're going aftermarket on that replacement. We're, we're part, doing
0: right? it. We're we're essentially doing different hosing updated hosing and we're rerouting it which is actually a known solve for the for the problem and it
1: makes it better actually and more robust right
0: but they they search for the part a little bit talking to of course ferrari dealers trying to find the part because most ferrari dealers are who sell you lotus and of course they aren't really of course motivated to find you a lotus part so we've given up <laughs> And we're doing the the better than stock fix, if you will. So the thing I love about it is bespoke means the manufacturer cared to get that car exactly the way they thought it should be, which is rare and going to get more rare to your point about EVs. The flip side, though, that is the thing you're fighting with here, Brad, is if you buy one used and you have it till it's old, they weren't planning for that. They were planning for it to be awesome when they sold it. And that's it. And, and then later... Away. Unless it happens to have Lego parts they use in another fifteen hundred cars, you can't get it anymore and you have to suffer. I mean, if that's
1: the future, it's just bodywork. It's just styling and interior trim bits and you know a few things to that car that aren't that, that are generalized, but the rest of the running gear and the and everything else under the skin is still standardized, that could actually produce more bespoke parts. I mean, to your turn the, the Your point, the term bespoke means just one, really, from yeah. Savile Row.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's your suit. Yeah, that's the original you got version of it. for you yeah. here, and it, here nobody is. else. Mm-hmm. Here is the one of that. And yes. the
1: best car I can think of currently that is just one is that Audi S1 e-tron, the Quattro, the Hunatron
0: the <laughs> that Ken Block's driving. <laughs> because we can spend the money for a bespoke version of that. Yes. Just
1: one, but yeah. it's for
0: Ken. Yeah, it's the equivalent right. of a suit. That's very good. It's the hottest part of the summer, and if you think about it, your dashboard is on the front line of the battle against sun and sun damage, and it really deteriorates over time due to all the UV. A custom Covercraft dash mat protects your dash and keeps it looking new, as well as complementing your interior.
1: With a wide variety of fabric styles and colors, you can even customize your dash mat with embroidery or logos like the Everyday Driver logo, or make it completely unique to you and your car.
0: When you're shopping at Covercraft.com, remember to use the code EVERYDAY22 to get a 10% discount, and it ships for free. To get to Covercraft, you can follow the link from our sponsors page or go directly to Covercraft.com for high-quality covers and dash mats that keep your car protected and looking its best. It's not often that we get a car debate that causes the uh, the written equivalent of a double-take. <laughs> John's writing in downsizing the fleet and, and I'm reading along. You did this. We were talking about it before. We, mm-hmm. we did the same thing. We're both reading along the car debate. It's, this is a good car debate. Seems interesting. Se- wait a minute. What record scratch?
1: Well, John writes us as what to buy. He's looking for the next fun slash daily car. So kind of both. All right. And he says the future minister of finance, he says is recently coined yes. on an episode of the podcast like it. has asked that they downsize their fleet. Mm hmm. He's got the addiction. And while his minister of finance to be loves cars that are sporty and fun, they've decided they need to downsize. She's willing to sell her car, which is a 2018 Camry XSE V6 with all the options because, you know, they want something more interesting to drive. Get mm -hmm. it. She can drive a manual more than happy to do so. And a coupe is not out of the question because she prefers the styling and any future car seats. Wink, can be negotiated at that time. (laughs) Okay. Like like you said before, don't buy the car now for a
0: future family that you don't know when's coming. Uh, I totally agree. 100%. Along with the Camry, listen closely. Uh, Yeah. pay This this is the record scratch coming up here. This this adds up quick.
1: The Camry. Mm -hmm. They have a 2008
0: Mercedes E320
1: Bluetech that has been tuned and the emissions problems resolved.
0: Quotes. Oh, you know what? Before you do this list, because I love this list, but I want to jump to what he shocked me with afterward. Keep in mind, John is downsizing at the request of his future minister of finance. He has already downsized and sold his Jetta TDI, his Honda CRV 5-speed, his 2002 Tundra, and his 2005 Dodge 3500 3, Laramie. He already sold those. All right,
1: so here's where we're at. The Camry, the mercedes The 2001 Toyota Tacoma (laughs) 2.75-speed manual for their Uh off-road enjoyment. Yes. She's been driving this almost more than the Camry. His 2003 Dodge 2500 Crew Cab Long Bed with a 5.9 Cummins 6-speed manual 4x4 that he's been daily driving. Wow. A 2003 6-speed manual 4x2 GMC 2500 Extended Cab Long (laughs) Bed with a Duramax. Yes. And lastly... 2001 Dodge 3500 flatbed regular cab 4x4 manual Cummins. If you're counting, they currently have four, count them, pickup trucks. Four pickups. Four. The Tacoma, the Dodge 2500, the GMC 2500, and the Dodge 3500.
0: Four pickups, two cars. And that's after his first round of downsizing. He still has those six vehicles, and four of them are pickups. All the conversations you and I have about buy a pickup when you need a pickup, John's loaning them out. He's got four currently. You could turbo these. All right. Anyway, moving on. Pickups. Lots of pickups. John drives 50,000
1: miles a year. Wow. Minister of Finance to be drives roughly 15,000 miles a year. They love turbo noises. They love a good (laughs) torque shove. And the Cummins (laughs) makes right about 900 foot-pounds of torque. Wow. And they like how it feels and sounds. I am sure. Although it leaves much to be
0: desired in the corners. Yes, it's a pickup. Mm -hmm. It's a a huge pickup. Of course it does. And he actually says that this car is not going anywhere. The 2003 Big 2500 Crew Cab Long Bed 5.9 Cummins six-speed manual with 900-pound-feet of torque is staying, as is the Tacoma. He's got two Cummins diesels and a
1: Duramax diesel. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Four pickups.
0: I I have much to say here about John. John. we're we're just amazed. We're not poking fun. We're boggled. We're We're poking a little bit bit of fun, yeah.
1: This is a lot. John goes on to write that fuel economy... While not a huge
0: priority. (laughs) Clearly. Really? (laughs) Huh. This is my surprised face.
1: (laughs) It would be nice to get above 20 Mm. and have a range over 400 miles. Okay, They like those turbos. They like a hardy V8. He says handling, well, it's important, but not as primary because they're not doing any track driving. And corners taken would be on back roads in New England or West Coast states. Mm -hmm. And she loves a sunroof and his minister of finance loves heated seats too. Okay. So right now... As of this writing, their budget is 35,000 to 50,000 US dollars. So
0: 50,000. So let's <laughs> go. Podcast, just yeah. go ahead and
1: push that to 60, maybe there more. They want something that they can enjoy for several years, somewhat reliable. He's an experienced mechanic who does all his own work, so maintenance costs are not a concern, okay. but he doesn't want to be doing the used and tuned WRX levels of work. Three engines in 3 years is not something he's looking to repeat. You've done that apparently. What? Mm.
0: Yeah, no, don't do that again.
1: Anyway, to recap, four pickups, a Mercedes E-Class diesel, so that's four diesels, Uh and the 2018 Camry, which she's willing to give up.
0: The Camry's going. By the way, there's no mention of that the Mercedes is going. I think the Mercedes should be going.
1: I think more than half the pickup trucks need to go. And two
0: of the pickups should go. We should leave. He, He asked to keep two. He said that the Tacoma and the big torquey Dodge 2500 are staying, which means the other Dodge, the 3500 and the Duramax GMC 4x2 can and should go. You'll still end up with two. By the way, you will still have two pickups, John. If you're shopping, write to John. Yeah.
1: He's in the Northeast.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
1: I'm amazed. And you're downsizing. Well, first of all, you must be commended because A, you realized what needs to happen.
0: Yeah. Bravo.
1: And B, you're willing to do it.
0: Yes. Absolutely. So, Excellent point. You
1: are to be yeah. commended for already starting the process. Mm-hmm. You're just writing for more help and you want to know what's next. We also don't know what you do for work. True, there's lots a, of miles. Some unknowns because yeah, you drive miles, but we don't know if some of those pickups are work-related and they have different usage. Sure. I'm gonna leave yeah. that door open. That's fair. We're not quite sure. We're That's just fair. counting the numbers mm-hmm. without knowing that information. That's okay?
0: true. And you didn't tell us. So we're right. a little bit blind there for sure.
1: But John, I yes, commend you. You are looking for a GT car. I firmly believe. Based mm. on what you're writing, mm. okay. you're looking for the GT car. And Even though I started shopping for a 2000 Aston Martin V8 Vantage 6-speed that I found in Cleveland with 14,744 miles. like that. Guess how much? $59,900. There you go. Not too much more than your budget cap. That's to be pushed aside.
0: Okay. Look at you. Because
1: the car that you want is the Mercedes AMG GT.
0: True. It's... That's it. One yeah, of the, it's a fantastic GT car.
1: One of the good ones, 2016, found for $72,000. But let me go backwards. Mm-hmm. If we're selling pickups and other cars... He's got, he's got like a car lot of pickups out front. I'm guessing, John, you have already built into your budget the fact that you're thinking about getting rid of some of these vehicles. I'm guessing. Theoretically, yeah. But if three, four vehicles go, that nets you quite a bit of cash. Camry,
0: the E-Class, and two pickups... Hmm. Well, she might want to keep the Mercedes. How well, about I get the sense she's driving the Tacoma daily. So we're, we're there. I, I think, I think the, the Camry and the Mercedes can both go. Maybe they do. With two pickups. That's four cars going out the door. Well, two cars, two trucks. That's going to net you cash. Yes, it would. Which means you are now shopping
1: for the AMG GT. <laughs> You're going to love it. <laughs> it is great. The reason that I was thinking about well, maybe we do need to sell the Mercedes. I was thinking about holding onto a car because there's going to be a fight over this car. I just know mm, it. Okay. Yeah. They're going to fight for the keys yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah, probably. It's going to be a smackdown every morning. Post-breakfast, have we had our coffee? It's on. Yeah. <laughs> who, who gets to drive who it? Who could get
0: to the Mercedes keys right. fastest? Yeah, I like it.
1: And so some loser is going to have to drive the Tacoma every day.
0: Uh, because yeah, yeah.
1: somebody's going to get to drive the AMG GT every day. Mm. Maybe we're going to have to have a sign-up
0: sheet <laughs> in the house. <laughs> you're the even days. I'm the odd days. This Maybe is we solve so. This. I, it might work Dang out it, that way. Dang it, it's the 17th.
1: <laughs> you're going to like this car so much. I'm serious. It's so good and it meets exactly what you want. There's other GT cars and fun cars on the market that meet your price goals. Supra, GR Supras, and Nissan Zs, and Caymans, and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Don't care. For sure. I don't care. (laughs) Okay. Because the car you need is the AMG GT, hands down. One Mercedes can go. You like Mercedes Benz. Mm -hmm. Another one can in your life. The good one. And
0: fight. I fight. <laughs> You're looking for the death match. I like yes. it. We're going for the GT. That's very good, Paul. It's excellent. All right, I, I like that, John. I, I have some recommendations for you. They're a little more grounded than Paul's, even though I have to say that that GT is awesome. It's He's so going to sell cars. And He's going to pick, gonna pick up sell trucks car. and
1: have cash. I and go, I think. What do I budget, do with this cash? I think
0: that budget only goes up. But I'm. But John, I'm going to give you a car that I think is. An excellent daily that both of you would enjoy, and then I'm going to give you some other options, and then I'm going to also suggest other madness. So we're going a lot of places, but I have to start here first, John. I'm going to ask you a just just between us, John. I'm going to ask you a question. You have a it's staying the the big Dodge, the 2500 with 900 pound feet of torque and a six speed and the Cummins diesel, and the, you know what I'm hearing when I read that, John? Are you listening, buddy? Lean in for me. Does that truck roll coal? You think I it think, does? I think it does. Nine hundred horsepower. Even if he didn't intend it to, I think it has the tune. Nine hundred foot the, pounds of torque. Yeah, but sorry, still. sorry. Nine hundred pound feet of torque. Yes. Nine hundred horsepower would be awesome. Well, but still, the, still, that's but the a torque's lot. what they like. This has got an aftermarket tune on it, and I bet you it's got a big exhaust, and I bet you it rolls coal. Maybe, John, you got to write to us and tell us, uh, John. I'm gonna plead with you for a second. <laughs> Because, I look, I love performance vehicles, clearly. I love yeah. performance vehicles. Yeah. We get performance. The problem with rolling coal is that it is the worst offender I can think of where your pursuit of performance has made everyone else's life worse. Mm. You take off from a light, and I'm very impressed, and I'm amazed by the noise, and I can't believe the truck took off, and the rest of us are dying back here. Mm. It's a thing, John. Yeah. I yeah. mm I and I say We that, don't know. I say it's that as the guy maybe. in the little sports car with the top off. Yeah. That is now gotta pull over and let the cloud clear. <laughs> I've been there, man. I've yeah. totally lived that. So I hope it doesn't roll coal, but I'm worried that it does. But it stays. So the two pickups go. We're looking for the better daily. We're getting rid of the Mercedes. We're getting rid of the Camry. I got four cars to go out of the door. Okay, that's amazing. Two trucks stayed: the Tacoma and the big twenty five hundred. Let the money Torchy be spent. Dodge stayed. Let it all be spent. I think the car you guys want, decent gas mileage, really good torque shove. You're both going to love being in it. Sunroof, heated seats, all the all the accoutrements that your minister of finance is going to want. You need to get yourself a Genesis G seventy. Think so? That is a fantastic sedan. Get that. And that is your, this is our adult car that we will love driving. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be fun. If you find any corners, you guys could take a road trip. It's going to get better gas mileage than you've ever seen in any of your big trucks. You get a Genesis G70. And then, now that you get that car in the driveway, find a good color, love it. That car defies expectations for people. I think you will love that thing. You don't need big back seats. It doesn't have big back seats, but it's still a four-door. You will love everything about that car. It replaces the Camry and does it better. It replaces the E-Class and does that better. That's true. G70. That's true. It does does the job of both those cars. All of those cars better with all the stuff you like, with more personality, more horsepower. It's newer. It's got all the tech. I love the Genesis G70 for you. I think after you buy one, you're going to have the Tacoma the Dodge 2500, and the G70 sitting in the driveway. And I think, we don't know for sure, you're going to have cash left over.
1: Oh, I definitely. think you're going to have
0: money left over. Oh, definitely. And yeah. that's when you can shop for the frivolous you and your wife fun convertible. And I don't know what the budget's going to be, but watch our cheap convertibles piece that we did. Okay. Start looking along those okay. lines and buy yourself a fun convertible just to have one. To have This is the life experience you haven't had yet as a, as a car person. You're going to have your lovely wife beside you, you need the date night convertible car. I think there's going to be money left over for that. I have alts for you. If you don't want to do the Genesis G70, you could go Civic Type R, Golf R with a stick, Veloster Veloster N or the Elantra N, get them before they're gone. All of those are good, but my favorite for you is the two pickups are staying, so okay, they stay. Please don't roll coal. Anyway, the the G70's in the driveway that is the brand new car that I think you're still going to fight over, and then you can shop together what's a fun little convertible we could have, honey? I've gotten rid of four vehicles. I've bought you back two. And think about this for a second. The big 2500 is one level of pickup. The Tacoma is another level of pickup. The G70 is a really nice sedan. And then you have a two-seat convertible. That is four completely different driving experiences in one driveway. That's really good.
1: I do like that. I'm just hoping for... The full wrestling match, though. I you want, want him in the GT.
0: The GT's brilliant. Full
1: Nacho Libre. It, like, let's <laughs> have it What out. is your
0: costume like, John? Now I'm terrified. Yeah. Your costumes, you're making YouTube videos, and it's all for the car keys. <laughs> you know it. The extra money coming in. Now it's the side hustle. I love it. In the questions from today, did you see our, our poor friend Bob? <clears> hmm. <throat> Oh, yes. After years and years and years and years and years and years of not <laughs> getting a speeding ticket, I, if memory serves, Bob now has a, uh, a GR86.
1: Bob wrote to us. He got a GR86. He, uh,
0: he just got caught for speeding. He was doing in the high 80s in a 55. The police officer looked at his uh, his demeanor and his spotless driving record and wrote him down to 74, which is just inside that 20 miles an hour over. I'm hoping you so had a daily triple shirt on. I, I hope you didn't, because that's something you don't want to have to explain. I have to, be, I have to think <laughs> about when I wear those shirts now. <laughs> anyway, he said, look, he's the one responsible for the car payment and the insurance payment, so technically, he doesn't have to tell his wife. Should he tell his wife, and should he fight the ticket? Bob, two layers of this. First off, 100% tell your wife, you're a car guy. There's no point in this coming out weirdly later. She at some point has to accept, maybe begrudgingly, but accept the fact that you're a car guy and you bought a fun new car. It's a fun car to drive fast. Honey, have I taken you out in it yet? You're not going to take her now. (laughs) You go too fast. But you do need to tell. Just just be honest. Just be honest in general. I'm going to say that as far as fighting the ticket is concerned, is it worth your time and hassle to go down that road? We all talk about on this podcast, let me talk about the pay-to-play aspect. When you drive cars, you drive them fast, you drive them crazy on back roads because you want to enjoy corners. I get that. We don't ever recommend or want to show reckless driving, but we know that fast driving happens, and we do love it. You have to pay-to-play. There are plenty of let-me-fight-your-ticket companies. If you want to go down that road, that is your decision. I There's nothing wrong with that. I'm the guy that just goes, okay, I got a ticket. I'm going to pay it.
1: Bradley J. in 1983 asks, at what point do options on a vehicle get to the point of distraction from a vehicle's purpose? Mm. Porsche options come to mind, and since you're adding so much tech to the sports car, it seems the purity gets a bit lost. But Bradley ticks a lot of options on the configurator. He just can't help himself. Well, unlike what we were discussing at the beginning of the podcast, Bradley, we were discussing features which doesn't add weight to the car. It's something that exists already and can Mm -hmm. be turned Mm -hmm. on. It's something you subscribe to. Whereas what you're discussing options, it's visual. So you want the different seats. You want the carbon fiber buckets. You want Mm -hmm. the interior trim pieces. You want the design package on the outside or a wing or a different paint color, different wheels. Those don't really add weight either, but they're all visual and they're part of what makes that car's character unique. What I do love about Porsche is they're so endlessly customizable that even though you pay for it and even though we kid about it, what other car company can you think of that is somewhat attainable? I mean, you can do with McLaren and Ferrari, but I don't even think they go as far as Porsche can. Mm. Ferrari you can if you just walk in and say, make me poor and... Oh, yeah. Do all the options. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. But for the most part, Porsche offers normal people, here's all the stuff that you can change to make that car really yours. That's exciting. I think that's been lost like blue in vents. today's car.
0: Like what? Like blue vents. Well, Getting like your vents, vents. painted the exact color of the exterior of your Porsche. I don't remember who does that. That was a, that was a person that
1: paint, held those up in the mm-hmm. end and painted those with a there was a person
0: gun. with a glove on and mm-hmm. a mask, a ventilating mask. And yeah. A, sh- sh- they, Shh, they did. They were paid their day rate to paint your vents blue. But it makes it my car. It
1: makes it unique.
0: <laughs> it's okay. Very sure. All
1: about that car, and that mm-hmm. might be somebody else's taste too. When you come time to sell it, they like it too, and that's their kind of style too. Great.
0: I see. You remember. Seem to remember you when you're looking at that car, going blue vents, blue vents. Somebody ordered. I this guess with I'm blue okay vents. with it. I guess I'm okay with it. But I liked blue the car vents? so much. I, you did. I
1: yeah. But yes, they can get distracting. There's a tipping point that is involving money and the options as far as taste is concerned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's, of course, we've seen all the cars that are so ugly and distasteful that, you know, just stop it. There's a, the tipping point is what the owner uses the car for. Mm. If you're just getting a track car and you just want to take it to the track or do fun Canyon driving, just get the black interior. You don't need anything else Just get the black interior, the black seats, just we're good and whatever car color you like, but you're just using that car for track purposes. It's endless, but I don't ever want it to stop. (laughs) Even though you have to pay for it, it makes things so unique. And I hope that electric cars in the future will start to do this very thing because that's all they've got left. Mm, If it's skateboard platform from here on out or similar therein, what else do you have besides style that makes it very unique and stands out? Mm. Can't be ugly, but of course you gotta pay for it.
0: Yeah, that's good. Art wrote into which you see this? Art yeah, from Radwood wrote, Road. He hello. said he really appreciated the fact that we mentioned Radwood and did some coverage of it in our East Coast trip. If you haven't watched the Rad Trip piece on YouTube, it is an hour's worth of madness. <laughs> there are multiple little gags that we do on that trip. And while I'm here, I'm going to touch on real quick. There was a question back here as well asking about the rest of the Four Point Road Trips. We are going north to Glacier. We're going south to Texas and Coda. Both of those are coming when they come out is TBD, but we're, we're going to try to shoot both of those before the year is out. But Art was writing in to ask, as a result of our crazy road trip, what was the most memorable car-related interaction you had on the trip? You got and one? I thought of one we haven't mentioned. Okay. We're driving down highway. It was, it was almost to Morgantown, West Virginia. and it was, We weren't on 68 yet, we were on, but we're on really good two-lane, both-side, winding roads. Yeah. And it's the three of us. Yeah. 928, 300 ZX, and the 86. Yeah. And we came up on... Well, actually, that's not right. We were caught by a guy in a silver infinity. What was that? The Q45 oh sedan? Oh, gosh. The big V8 in it? He caught us. That's right. And right as we went over a rise, he was passing us. <laughs> and at the top of the rise was a highway patrol officer just sitting there waiting. And all four of us as a unit, like we were together, we all slowed down like, oh, no, that just happened, didn't it? Yeah. And we all stared in the rearview mirror to see if he turned around. He didn't. We were, we were going yeah, faster than the speed limit, but we weren't going crazy. And so he just, it was no big deal. So, he, so we kept going. But then what happened is, for the next probably 20 minutes, it was the four of us. This Infinity just stayed with us. This sedan right. just stayed with us. That's he was in right. front of us for a while. Then he was behind us. Then he was in the middle of the pack for a while, which was really strange, which was weird for us because you and I kept moving around in relation to the 86 for shots. Right. We we were purposefully so, moving around. And, and, and please don't get me wrong. It. It's not like we were doing this bumper to bumper and there was craziness going on. But but you know, like I'd be in the lead for a while. Then Paul'd be in the lead for a while. And the 86'd be in the lead for a while. And right. I, I know if you're the guy in the Infinity, you're going, what is going on? <laughs> so then after a while, we had to take cameras off the car. So we exited. And the infinity exited with us,
1: and <laughs> I thought,
0: right. okay, he's just angry, okay, because we almost <laughs> all got pulled over together, and then we were doing little like car dances for twenty minutes, and he got out and goes, "You're the everyday driver, guys. I watch your show, <laughs> which was, was totally unexpected, but yeah, really, really fun.
1: That was really good." Let's see, Nago, thirteen thirty one on Instagram asks, "Unless one plans on tracking the car, is there any reason to get the highest perform- performance version of a given model over the lower powered version?" He's got the Julia 2.0T, and while the Quadrifoglio looks awesome on paper, mm. can't imagine using that much more than the 280 brake horsepower he's already got. Well, yeah, I mean, ultimately it comes down to price. And for a car manufacturer to just offer one car, they're as far as powertrain, they're limiting the price options. When they can put two different engines mm-hmm, in sure. a car, yeah. that gives them a broader spectrum and maybe makes the sale. You want the the goodness of the Quadrifoglio. And you love the handling. Well, we've got it in the 2.0, still get good handling, same amount of space, still get those good looks. Hey, lower price. That kind of thing makes the sale. That's why we've got trim packages and it seems to be the podcast episode talking about trim yes, and options about and features.
0: Yep. yep.
1: Not necessarily. People love to have power and they have no intention of tracking and they just love mashing the throttle and hearing the sound and going fast. Same thing with electric cars. 1,000 horsepower electric cars, what do we all do with it? <laughs> I agree. Not everybody's taking their Teslas to the track. Not everybody's taking their Lucid Airs to the track. But drag racing them for one quick splash? Okay,
0: sure. People are getting spoiled of the ability they can suddenly be in that gap. I think there's 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 backlash coming on that. I really do, yeah. So
1: that is appealing to people, and you, you're willing to pay more for it, and you can afford it. But if you get all the goodness of a car... And you didn't pay as much, and you're Mm. willing to accept lower horsepower. But 280 horsepower is still great. The car still moves, and it's still fun to drive. That car's
0: always been fun in the lower trims. For sure
1: it is. Absolutely. What's the most interesting is the example about the GR Supra, the Mm. 3-liter and the 2-liter engine.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yes, the 2-liter has less horsepower, but I think it's more finely balanced because the front-end weight isn't as
0: much. Mm Mm-hmm. It does. It does seem like it turns a little better. There's just with that, yeah.
1: so okay. It's less money, and you didn't get as much power. But ooh, maybe it's a bit better of a driver's car. And, yeah. You know, some different dynamics. That's what makes it compelling.
0: That's good. Uh, quick answer to Mr. Singleton, who's asking about a local thing. Here we have Fuel Fest going on at uh, Utah Motorsports Campus this weekend. And uh, he's asking if we're going, and maybe is the answer. We have a lot of things going on right now, but we're going to try to go. We'll see if we can be there for a couple hours. That is TBD. Uh, Meanwhile, I have to go to this question from Brandomness on Instagram. Okay. He just can't seem to do it. He can't (laughs) seem to buy himself a sports car or a performance car from the random used car lot you find on the corner. He said, am I having an irrational fear here? He said, it feels like the, the... inventory of these places is always inferior, is bound to be just fraught with problems. He said, it doesn't matter what the Carfax says. I feel like I'm going to buy something terrible if I buy something from the corner lot. Now, I've bought a few cars from the corner lot. My first 300 ZX was from one of these corner lots. They didn't even know what they had. I remember my wife had to help them use the credit card machine because the guy kept screwing it up. She's like, let me just do it. So anyway, yeah, (laughs) don't don't do that, by the way. Give me that. (laughs) Yes, for sure. There's a couple things going on here, Brandon. There's the big thing I want to say to uh, not really temper this, but to give you the terrible hard perspective on it, and that is I don't care where you buy the car. Unless you bought it from the prior owner who kept meticulous records, there's something unknown about the car. You could have bought Mm -hmm. it at an auction that is very well respected, and they did some checking on the car, and I guarantee you there is something hiding in there somewhere there is no guarantee that because you bought it from a high-end place it doesn't have some question mark unless you've got the records or you've met the prior owner there will always be a question mark so in from that perspective i don't feel like the corner lot is any worse but what i do think is important is the pre-purchase inspection if you're not certain about the car if you're curious about the car you need to be able to drive it off the lot and do a pre-purchase inspection if the place will not allow that that is the alarm bell Mm -hmm. you should be able to take it and get a pre-purchase this is not a hard thing i'm going to take it from your lot two blocks over here to this mechanic who's going to put it up on a lift and tell me what he sees this i'm not asking for something crazy that is the thing that gives you some level of peace of mind i don't care where you're buying without that it's a dice roll that's really good. It's a question on Twitter for us
1: from Matt D asking, what was the largest daily that we saw on the roads while we were in Europe? He said, no wagons are popular, but what about large SUVs and trucks? I kept admiring all the Skoda wagons and the Mercedes wagons and the endless stream of Audi wagons. We saw a lot of RS6 wagons. Yeah, we did. There, there were a were, ton of. We them. missed the sign-up sheet when they were giving those cars away. We were
0: not there this that year at the ring. It was GT3s and RS6 six wagons.
1: Didn't we see a lot of Dodge Rams? Like more. That than is usual? the crazy
0: thing is that the Dodge Ram pickup exists, and they don't yeah, sell them there. Ram. I think it's military personnel. But we we saw multiple. Right. We saw almost one per day while we were there this year. And I mean, and, and it was one of those things where it goes by, and your American consciousness. Doesn't register. And then there's like a, yeah. a a flicker later where it's like, wait, 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 wait. wait <laughs> Did I just see that? Things that shouldn't be here. It Because it, it doesn't register. Because you're sitting oh, there, there's a Dodge pickup. Wait, there's a Dodge pickup.
1: We saw in Spa, it was parked. It was a Charger or a Challenger parked. Uh, was yeah. it not?
0: Yeah, there was a- there was We're a walking to dinner? Well, yes. And then there was that guy with the bright orange Challenger in a tiny little town like 10 minutes from the Nürburgring. Clearly, he owns that car and right. a tiny little stone, ancient German house in a tiny little nothing town. That looks weird. That looks really weird. I mean, cool, but weird. everything else in town is this tiny yeah. little hatchback. And here was a like orange as they come Dodge Challenger sitting there like, yep, I drive this too.
1: I mean, you know, he's known for that yeah, car. He's, people, people know who met he him. is. There's like six buildings in town. They've met him. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we sure appreciate all your questions. And please write to us, TV at gmail.com if you got car debates, topic Tuesdays, and car conclusions too. We'd love to know what you ended up yeah. finding. And, uh, you know, we love talking, uh, roasting people
0: a little bit here and yeah, there. Yeah, we, we, we try to push on you a bit, to, but it's, it's all about, it's it, all in car it's fun. The,
1: it's the tough love. It's the car tough love, right? To, We're all in this together. For sure. Looking forward to next time. As usual,
0: cheers, everyone.